Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 589. Releasing February 23 in theatres across the US is Ordinary Angels, a 1994 set of faith-based true story of a hairdresser who rallies an entire community to help a widowed father save the life of his critically ill daughter. Starring Hilary Swank and Alan Richardson, Ordinary Angels is an inspiring story of faith and community during extreme hardship. And joining me now on the podcast is the director of Ordinary Angels, Mr. John Gunn. John, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Is this really 589? Is that what you said? You've done that many yeah. of these? Yes, sir. You sure is. And, um, I got to say, whenever I do interviews like this and watch movies like this, I'm always taken back by all these stories I've never heard of before, people I've never heard of before, because let's face it, there's so many things happening in the world at any time, any given time that things get lost in the in the funnel of time. And to hear this story about the snow baby of Louisville is, is incredibly inspiring. This project, yeah. though, the movie has been in development for like 15 years or so. So when did it come to you? When did you first find out about this project and, and what was your first reaction to it? Yeah, you know, I, I had been developing a whole bunch of movies with Lionsgate um, that uh, I wrote and produced and directed some of them. One of them is I Still Believe. One of them is called uh, American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story, Jesus Revolution. And in the process of developing these movies, I also had made a Zach Levi movie called The Unbreakable Boy that's going to come out next year, even though we made it before this. Um, and in the process of all that, Lionsgate said, you know, we love partnering with with you guys. Um, but would also like to bring um, projects to you rather than just financing your films. And so this was a project that had been, as you said, developed for so many years, like so many people had been like on path to getting it made. It, it eventually ended up with Dave Matthews of the Dave Matthews Band, hmm. <laughs> that guy uh, who then brought it to John Berg, who had produced Elf, and then John Berg brought it to Lionsgate. So it came to me uh, probably just about a year before I made it. And I had the good fortune of being the one that kind of read the script that they had that was written by Kelly Freeman Craig, who wrote Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, and directed that. Uh, lovely read, a really compelling story. And I said, yeah, I would love to make this movie. So I did a quick pass at it myself, and they greenlit it, and we went into production really quickly. And so after all of these years of it struggling to find its way, um, you know, I had the good fortune of being the one to bring it to life and, and carry it over the finish line. And... You know, I've done a lot of true stories. I take it very seriously to be the one movie that depicts the life of this family. Um, and as you said, there's so many amazing true stories that exist out there that you may have never heard about. And for anyone from Louisville, Kentucky, who lived in the 1990s in Louisville, they know this was the worst storm in the history of their state. And it happens to be this domestic story set against the backdrop of that historic storm. Um, and Hillary Swank, who plays uh, Sharon Richson is just, it's kind of this Aaron Brockovich woman, this broken, messy lady who comes crashing into the life of this family that she's determined to save. She's funny, she's colorful and dynamic. I, I mean, honestly, it was such an honor to get to have her uh, in my film. And then Alan Richson, who people know so well as Reacher on Amazon and the Fast and the Furious movies, he is just this, like, this is a performance that nobody's gonna see coming from him. He's, I think he's just really, he's vulnerable and honest um, and strong and broken. And uh, it's a story about healing, really, uh, and, you know, about helping other people and how that often leads to our own healing. So, and I love that message. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be sharing this finally with the world. To me, this is a story also about calling. 
about calling towards a purpose. And I think in the Christian context, calling has a very, has a strong significance. And I think for Sharon's character, there's definitely a calling there in regards to how she wants to help, you know, this family, but also um, in Alan's character as well. Um, parents are called to be parents as well. There's so many people out there that can biologically call them parents, but don't live up to the roles of it as well. And I think what Yeah. we see here in the, the character of, of Ed Schmidt, and of course the real Ed Schmidt in real life is the um, the essence of uh, of what true fatherhood is, or true parenting is in, in many ways. Is that something um, that you definitely felt when, when reading the script, that calling and purpose was something that really was, was really profound in, in the writing and in this story? Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up. That's kind of a beautiful way to put it. You know, I think even in the marketing campaign, we're talking about like, find your purpose, find your meaning. And that calling of like, how so often people feel like if I'm going to change the world, I have to do something so exceptional that it's overwhelming, you know, to start a, a company or, you know, uh, to invent something or to, to somehow lead thousands of people in some way. And really, you can change just one life and it can be transformative. And interestingly, Sharon was one of those people who just saw a family in need and took it upon herself to help them. And interesting what's what i find so interesting about it is that and so inspiring about it is that she not only helped and saved this family and the and, and you know and struggled to save the life of this young girl she mobilized an entire community and she brought so many people together and inspired so many people and all of these years later now this film is going to be shared with millions and millions of people and inspire millions of people and it all started with just one act one selfless act. And I think that that calling that you talk about is like looking around and saying like, where can I make a difference in the world in a positive way? And I think in the divided times we live in now with so much pain and suffering and division in our culture, I, I love sharing that message with the world of, of this is a story about coming together, about helping, about serving, about finding your calling and acting on it, right? It's the taking action. It's, it really is a call to action to put your faith uh, up on its feet. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Get the latest showtimes, guarantee tickets, browse Rotten Tomatoes scores, and watch trailers with Fandango, the number one movie ticketing app. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, public is sure to have something you love. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Gift Card Store. Australia's leading provider of gift cards, Gift Card Store offers a variety of prepaid MasterCard and Visa cards in physical or e-card format. You can even design your own card as the ultimate personalized gift. With Gift Card Store, you can gift the gift you know they will love. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. It's, um, it's a, in some ways unfortunate in that 30 years on from the snow baby of Louisville, the crushing debt people are in, still in crushing debt people are dealing with addiction more than ever now um shannon uh, sharon's addiction um in the movies alcoholism but we've got a whole new wave of different things now we're from social media to opioids and everything else and with all the financial duress people under it's unfortunately very relevant to a lot of people uh a lot of the subjects in this film 
um, is the hope that a movie like this in that call to action will maybe perhaps create maybe more groundswell of more community action, more help from churches, more help from neighbor, loving neighbor, because I think unfortunately the golden rule of love for your neighbor as myself has been lost in the shuffle over the years. And I think sometimes stories like these movies like these can help remind us of, of that golden yeah. rule and help us push forward. I hope so. I mean, look, first of all, we partnered up with, there's a couple of organizations we're partnering with on this film that that sort of, that the movie speaks to. And I'm very excited about that. Like Donate Life is one of them because this is a story about, about organ donation, um, yes. which is so important. Um, and there's this spectacular foundation called RIP, which helps to pay off medical debt. And so for anyone who's listening to this, if you feel moved to do it, I really want to kind of put it out there that if you go and, you you know, I think it's it's all in, involved in if you go to Instagram or Lionsgate about the movie, you'll find RIP. Um, for every dollar you give, $100 goes towards paying off someone's medical debt. So even if you give $10, we've already raised a few million dollars and it will just erase medical debt for people in need. And I hope that it does, first of all, help in that way. It will seek to help those who are struggling because normally medical debt comes with other life pain and struggles so mm. it's just kind of insult to injury and um i also hope that it speaks to legislation change i mean i think we live in a really broken culture where people are just crushed uh when they have medical issues and the misfortune of of, of that kind of pain and suffering that on top of it you just can't ever pay your bills impossible amounts of bills. I mean, this is a story about a blue collar man, single dad with two daughters living in the 1990s with almost a half a million dollars in medical debt from the loss of his wife and his daughter's illness. Like how is anyone ever supposed to get on the other side of that? So I hope yeah. it does raise awareness. I hope it does make people think about how they can reach out and help those that are struggling in all of that. It's a, it's just a positive thing across the board. And because a lot of people look at the story and they're like, it's beautiful that she helped, but we shouldn't live in a culture where you have to do that. Yeah. You know, to, to yes, raise absolutely. that money just so a person can survive terrible loss, you know. Absolutely. Um, final question here. You know, I've been doing this for 18 years this year, and as, as a Christian and as a film critic, I've, I don't, I've watched the, the burgeoning of the film, the faith film industry into the great heights that it's at right now. It's quite quite remarkable, actually, the, the evolution of the whole of the whole industry right now. As someone who's been in it for a little while, John, um, what would you put your finger on in regards to uh, the increased popularity of faith-based films? Does it just simply come down to um, the better filmmaking, if, if I can be blunt, that got people like yourself and other people, other directors yeah. and other production companies as well, creating better product for people to consume? Is, is that just, just the, the bottom line when it comes down to it? Well, I mean, I think quality certainly speaks to it. It's like sort of a cycle that builds on itself, right? Like, like nobody wants to watch a bad film. And so, you know, but, and, but I think a majority of people have some experience with spirituality or faith, whether you're a Christian or whether you you some other faith or, or even consider yourself just a spiritual person or don't. Either way, you know, it's a part of almost everybody's life, right? And I think we're living in times more and more where people are seeking comfort and seeking solace. You know, the world has gotten really divided and really scary. And so the more and more we're recognizing there is a market for it. And right, this is a business. So to some extent, like if there's a market for something and there's enough people who will purchase tickets or go see the films or consume the media, then you get more resources to make better quality product. And so I think we've been recognizing more and more 
like that Hollywood was sort of afraid of talking about religion or church or whatever. And nobody really wants to watch a movie about religion. But my thing is I want to make great films that grapple with difficult issues and real issues and inspiring issues. And faith is one of those issues. And so I think that more and more talent has emerged with more and more resources because each time it gets better, more resources become available. And I think the world has been sort of opening up more and more to wanting content that explores these ideas and stories that explore these ideas that are inspirational, that feed the soul, that connect with, you know, your worldview. So yeah, it's been kind of accumulating over a lot of years and I'm just happy to be a part of delivering better quality stories that address issues of faith. So for everyone out there listening, February 23 in theaters, Ordinary Angels, Hilary Swank, Alan Richardson, watch it, embrace it, be influenced by it and inspired by it and go out there and make a difference yourself. I can not say enough about this film. I love it. And John Gunn, I, once again, you hit it out the park. So congratulations to you and thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you saying that and thanks for having me on.